You are listening to Outside the Box. I'm your host, Janine, and standing by to join me on today's show is Minda Hartz, the best-selling author of The Memo, What Women of Color Need to Know to Secure a Seat at the Table. She's going to talk about her latest book, You Are More Than Magic, a brand new guide for girls of color looking to find their voice and claim space. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Janine. Happy to be here. Your book is wonderful, and that's an understatement. I feel like we're at this turning point where we really have to know how to become better humans and how to be more compassionate and educated. And there's so much to unpack in this book. I love that you start off by talking about how your life changed when you moved from California. Was it Illinois? Yes, Illinois. Could you share a little bit about that journey? Yeah, so it was the thing that it was the thing that changed my life probably forever. Um, but I grew up in Southern California in a very diverse area. And I ended up moving to Illinois with my family when I was 12 years old. And I went from this very diverse populated city to being the only black uh, child student in my classes. And um, even at the, some of the schools I went to, and I went to this space of not like feeling like I belonged and always questioning my place in my school system and just in this world. And it was really hard for me. And I started to kind of shrink as I went through junior high and high school. And you talk about people making fun of your hair to, you know, imposter syndrome. I mean, there was so much going on. How did you kind of find your own voice and your own confidence? Yeah, it was definitely difficult because I think, you know, Janine, being a teenager is difficult regardless of your race, right? (laughs) Or ethnicity. But when you add, you know, gender, race and class on top of it, and when you're a teenager, you don't have all the language to articulate these things. So you just feel like, oh, the world is so unfair. But what I realized was that I always had a voice. I always had space that I could take, but I just wasn't sure of myself. And uh, I really just sought after good friendships and adults, mentors, teachers who could pour back into me. And our success is not a solo sport. and, And I want young girls of color, all girls to know that they deserve humanity, dignity, and respect right now, and that they belong in every space they're in, but understanding that some spaces don't deserve to have them. I want to read a quick little um, segment in the book, if you don't mind. I don't want you to move through life not knowing how amazing you are, just the way you are. Other people don't get to dictate how you used your voice and how you choose to show up in this world as a young girl living in her color, living in your beautiful black or brown skin. You need to know right now you are more than magic at this very moment in time. When did this resonate for you that this was your message? Yeah, you know, I didn't always know that growing up, um, I, or believe it rather, I'll say that. And it wasn't really until I got into adulthood where I said, wow, what was it that I needed to hear at 15, at 14, that helps me show up as a healthier version of myself today? Because just be, when I shrunk myself back then, I then learned to do it in the workplace too, as being the only, and I wanted to get ahead of that. I wanted to get in my DeLorean and go back to the future and, and give all of the young girls the advice that I wish I would have had back then to let them know that they are, they have everything they need right inside. And if you don't have that person telling you how great and amazing you are, I'm here to root you on every step of the way. I also love the story of you at eight years old and you were something else. I mean, this is real self-advocacy right here in action and your conversation with 
was it your aunt who was who was a chain smoker and here you were a <laughs> sucker and you negotiated? <laughs> yes, I, I didn't know that that was self advocacy back then, but I'm like, you know, I, I like going to visit her and hang out with her, but I don't like the cigarette smoke. But something's got to give. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, yeah. I I thought about myself at a young age how I was a horrible student, and it wasn't until I was 16 I was able to be confident to say to a teacher, "Can I do something else?" besides a test? Can I do a, something, you know, that fits me? And, and just having the confidence to speak up for yourself is a very powerful message for anyone. It really is because we all have a voice. We just have to decide how we want to use it. By the way, were you nervous? It sounds like maybe you were perhaps a little nervous when you went out to, was it a dinner? And, and you waited an hour and it, the food comes cold and you spoke up very confidently. I mean, was that kind of nerve wracking? <laughs> it was definitely nerve wracking because I think, you know, as a teenager, you get so many mixed signals from adults like speak up or be quiet or all these different things. So you don't know when you're supposed to be using your voice. But I uh, worked in high school at a, at a, you know, at the Dairy Queen for a while. And I had saved up just enough money for me and my date. He had his portion. I had my money for us to go to this very exclusive restaurant uh, at the time. And our food was cold and they wanted us to pay, you know, $75. We're like, you know, 15, 16 years old. And I'm like, what? wait a second, we're not doing that. So, so I'm like, I talked to my server and I said, you know, can we get a new meal? Because this is not edible. And she said, no, it would take a long time. And, and I advocated for me and my my date and the whole ride home back to the, to the dance, we were laughing because I didn't know where that Mindo, I didn't know that Mindo that showed up that day. And I realized, Hmm, I, I, I like her. Let's bring her out more often. Yes. <laughs> and you know, I, we all, that's a really good lesson for people, especially younger people, because, you know, you can speak up calmly, respectfully, mm -hmm. but just speak up for what you believe in. Yes, you can. I, I write about it in the book, but saying what you mean without saying it mean. Like I can't dictate yes. if how the adult will respond, but if I come to the conversation with dignity and respect, then I did my part. I love this quote from Dr. Maya Angelou. You may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. Yeah, it's one of my favorite quotes by her um, because I think a lot of things happen to us in our formative years, and we can decide to, you know, have this kind of enemy state of mind, like woe is me or life is unfair, or we can redefine success by our own terms. And, and that's what I did. I shifted my mindset to say, you know what? Yes, these things might be true. I might experience these inequalities, but this doesn't define me and I can change that. By the way, could you elaborate on having an empire state of mind? I love that. Oh yeah. Thank you so much. Um, so I think this Oftentimes we go down this rabbit hole and we're kind of gaslighting ourselves saying what we don't have, why did they choose us, you know, all of these negative feelings. Um, and we're actually kind of participating in our own oppression. And I thought, hmm, what would it look like if we shift from this kind of enemy of ourselves to saying, oh, I can make it anywhere, you know, uh, rather you're um, that empire state, you know, I, I lived in New York for 10 years. And so if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, right? So if you right. can make it anywhere, you can, you can do it and you have to have that mindset. We call it now a growth mindset, right? And I think it's important to give our girls the tools so that they can understand that this is a, a healthy mindset will help you live a healthier life. Sure. I also love that you feel that, you know, white girls should be reading this. White mm -hmm. adults should be reading this. That's an important message. 
I, I believe that we all should be reading this book together because how do we show up for each other? How do we help each other? How do we really become allies for one another if we don't understand what we're dealing with? And, and if our young kids don't get the tools they need into at, at the formative years, they're going to take those uh, tools that don't serve anybody, including themselves, into the workplace. And then we're really going to have some issues. So I think it's important for us to deal with some of these things. And, um, and it's really humanity. You know, how do we create, you, you mentioned it early, how do we instill those values inside of us to, so that we're better humans? And I think that understanding what our classmates are going through or how to show up will help at every stage of our lives. Right. Because right now, if someone were to make fun of your hair, you would want anyone, everyone and anyone to stand up and say, you know what, that's not right. You mm -hmm. don't talk to her like that. But back then, no one stood up for you. No, and I wasn't even standing up for myself, right? And, and part of writing this book is saying that I could actually do that if I choose. I do have choices. My, cho my only choice isn't just to take it, right? Um, that I can do something different with that information. Um, I love the section, uh, you know that they're toxic. <laughs> could you share that? Yes, um, <laughs> I, I was thinking about um, just as youth, you know, this strong desire to be liked and to make friends and to be chosen, right? I think we want that so bad, many of us as teens, uh, that will forfeit our values and our goals and all sorts of things. And I wanted to talk about what it's like to have healthy friendships uh, and toxic friendships, because I think nobody... We none of us go through a class on how to be a good friend or how to how to choose good friends. So I wanted to be able to get ahead of this to say, you know what, you don't have to grow up to be one of those people that say, oh, I don't make friends with other women or I don't get along with other women. No, you actually have the tools so that you can assess who is good for you and who needs to be somebody else's friend. Right. Because that means yes. that we'll be better colleagues when we get into the workplace. Yes, definitely. A, a big part of my focus for Outside the Box is also mentoring. And I see that that's a big part of this book as well as your work. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, back when I was younger, I didn't have the language for, for mentors. I didn't know what they were, but I would sometimes seek out, um, you know, college professors or teachers. I had one teacher in the sixth grade, Mrs. Evans. She like was the first teacher that took time with me. And that was someone that I saw, oh, I could get advice from her. I can learn from her. And so it was important for me to maintain that relationship when I left sixth grade. And when I went into college. And, you know, even today, uh, we still communicate on occasions, but knowing that we can build those relationships and there are people who do want to invest in us. And so who are those folks in our life and who can we um, connect with so that, again, our success is not a solo sport. We don't have to do life alone. There are people who want and love us and support us. Definitely. And especially in the time of a pandemic, I feel the message of mentorship is so important to help one another. Absolutely. And I think now that we are, you know, in a pandemic, understanding that uh, you don't have to meet someone face to face for them to be a mentor. You could even use yourself or me, the, the content that we put out there, we can be mentors to you, yes. you know, so there's so many ways to access mentorship these days. I agree. Anything else you'd like people to know about this book? You Are More Than Magic is the book that I wish I would have had as a young teenage girl. And it's the book that I wish that some adults who engaged with me would have had too, so that we could bridge the gap. Definitely. And where can people find out more about you? Yes, you can go to mindahearts.com and you can purchase You Are More Than Magic wherever you like to buy your books. And uh, you're in New York City, correct? You're at NYU. I am, yes. Tell me about your role there. I know you are our assistant professor of public service. 
Yes, I have the privilege of teaching at NYU Wagner, and I teach a course on talent management. So for our future leaders and managers, how to lead diverse talent and how to make the workplace work for everybody. I love teaching that course. That's great. And you have a weekly career podcast for women of color titled Secure the Seat, You Are More Than Magic. Is that available pretty much wherever people get their podcasts? Yeah, wherever you like to uh, listen to your podcast, you can download it or you we, you can go to YouTube and put in Secure the Seat. And we also have video content there, too. Well, congratulations. Absolutely love this book. Such an important message. Thank you. I appreciate you. Congratulations. And let's stay in touch. I would love to.